This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Big show, Toby Altizer, Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University is now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakelands.edu. Thanks to Danny Parkins from 670 The Score for joining us last segment. I want to talk with you guys about some other news we found out yesterday. Serena Williams is hanging it up. She's retiring. So I want to ask you, who are the top three most dominant athletes of all time? Maybe you could say Aaron Rodgers against the Bears. <laughs> Just taking it back to Danny Parkins joining us last segment. I thought you were going to set that this topic up with Danny and maybe uh, drop one of those at the very end of the interview. I was going to keep you, things kind. But yet, because you, you want to get the, yes, anytime guys. As the last thing they yep. say. I wanted it to be nice and cordial and just ask the questions. and the, But yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Owns the Bears. Asking you guys again, who are the top three most dominant athletes of all time? We'll get into that in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about Wendy's and their app and Wendy's rewards. You know, the only thing better than eating Wendy's is earning more Wendy's while you eat. Check out Wendy's Rewards. The entire menu's up for grabs. Whatever food you order directly through the app, the website, or at the restaurant counts for points. Every dollar you spend, you'll earn 10 points, and you can place your order for pickup or delivery with the Wendy's app or on the website. It's all you got to do. Mobile and website orders will automatically add your rewards points for you, so check out the Wendy's app and check out Wendy's Rewards today. Again, Serena Williams decides that she's going to hang it up and one of the most dominant athletes of all time, I think, you know, we can start this conversation off by talking about different people. But, you know, the reason we bring this up and Adam, you kind of pitched this idea is that Serena was one of the most dominant women's tennis players of all time. And the way she was able to dominate her sport, you know, we can talk about team sports a lot. And that's, you know, what we primarily focus on here, talking Brewers, talking Packers, talking Bucks and Badgers and all the things that go on around the state of the Wisconsin. But these individual sports, sometimes you have these transcendent talents that are able to just really dominate at their sport. And, you know, looking through some of these people that I have on a list here that we're talking about, Serena's right up there as she's in my top three for sure. The way she was able to dominate women's tennis, the way she was able to go out there and do which, I mean, you had a movie made about. 
her, her father and what he was able to do with her and her sister, but the way that she was able to transcend the sport and become such an iconic athlete for a sport that is never going to be up there with the footballs, with the basketball, soccer even. It's just never going to be as popular as those sports, at least here in America. It might be a popular one among some people and certain demographics, but for the most part, it's it's one of those that occasionally you'll turn on. But Serena was must-watch TV on the women's side of tennis for sure, and I think she is one of the top three most dominant athletes for sure. You want to hop in on the conversation, give us a call, 855-830-8648 on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Start your deal today at VanHornAuto.com. Adam, I'll let you kind of set this up a little more because you were the one that pitched this. I mean, what Serena Williams, such a dominant force in women's tennis, and then looking at all of these top dominant athletes. I think it's really cool to sometimes do these conversations, just look at some of these individual athletes and how good they were at their sports. So this is one of those topics and those questions that we'll poise on the Wendy's Big Show, which I like to call radio gold because you can take these so many different ways and this is one of those rare instances where i don't really think there's any wrong answer no now it's important when you think about this kind of a question top three and those important words all time most dominant you have to think about the era that the athlete played in Mm -hmm. the way and this is why tiger woods for me, is like the definition of a dominant athlete. 100%. Because the sport literally had to alter the way it was played because he was just too good. Tiger-proofing was a very real thing 25 years ago. When you have a name of a whole mechanism named after you, (laughs) you're dominant. So you have to think about things like that. And then again, the era that you played in. Like, if we're sticking with golf, I think if you had asked... Old Willie Skidoo hosting a radio show on KTTC Los Angeles in 1930, who the most dominant athlete of all time was. They would say probably Honus Wagner, Sam Sneed, and who met like Jim Thorpe, perhaps. It changes over time. And with technology and everything like that, athletes become bigger, faster, stronger. So for me, I again think of a dominant athlete like your Tiger Woods is. And obviously, men's or women's tennis. Either one, Serena is the definition of dominance there. Now, when you get into your footballs and your basketballs, that's what makes radio shows have longevity and career because you could make a whole show <clears throat> first day about doing this question <laughs> in 20 or 30 different ways. So it's with team sports, it's harder. Like I put on the uh, tweet at Big Show Network, which we would love for you all to give us your top three or call 855-830-8648. I put Serena, I put Tiger, and I put TB12. Now, is he the most dominant quarterback of all time? I would argue that, yes, he is. But it's open to interpretation, and I am very curious to see how people kind of take this. Like, uh, at Prodderboom tweets at Big Show Network, Giannis Chris Drew. Okay, I will respectfully disagree with that sarcasm. Yeah, I mean... I I get where some of these people are going to come from, and you know what? Giannis is going to go down as one of the most dominant players in NBA history, for sure. For sure. I I think when you look at the way he plays the game, too, you know, you mentioned when you talk about Tiger Woods and how they had to tiger-proof a golf course. When I think of 
dominance in a sport, and you think about it in basketball in particular, I think about people that are physically imposing that you can know what they're going to do and you still can't stop it. I mean, that's Giannis, right? That, that's the definition of Giannis. You know he's taking it to the cup, and you can't stop him. I was watching uh, Harris Stavro, our guy over in Greece. He was carrying a lot of the tweets from Giannis playing in Greece. And that is a team from Spain that is not a pushover team by any means. Spain is a dominant world basketball nation, and Giannis was just making them all look silly. You want to hear the craziest stat? I know this is a steroid thing. So I I 100% understand that you can get frustrated at this. Barry Bonds, all right, in one season. And and I don't care. This is so ridiculous of a stat, though. He had 300, let me get this correct. I think he had 367 plate appearances, not plate appearances, at-bats, and had like 362 times on base or something stupid like that. It was almost the exact, almost impossible. I'll have to find the exact stat. Uh, I'm trying to find it for you. But that sort of dominance is something as well that you look at that and what he was able to do. I know controversial with steroids and everything, but you still got to hit the baseball. You still got to have a good eye. Absolutely ridiculous there. Some of the other names that come up, again, if you want to hop in, 855-830-8648. Some of the other names that come up to me, just right away, Michael Phelps. And a lot of these are individual things, just because that's kind of, when you think of dominance, it is more of an individual thing, and it's harder to dominate a team sport, especially a sport maybe like football, where it is very team-oriented. You know, a sport like baseball, where look at Shohei Otani. He might go down on this list, too, and look at his team's record, you know, those sort of things. But Michael Phelps stands out to me. There's another guy that I think has to be in this top three, Floyd Money Mayweather. The dude never lost a fight. That's pretty dominant, right? <laughs> like I think that's now you can agree or disagree. The last few years of his active career may have been some padding oh, on he, the back he, kind of fights. He picked but, and chose his fights, yeah. but every fighter has that opportunity if they want. But the fact he fought some guys, it's not like he didn't fight people. Mm-hmm. Maybe he should have fought Manny Pacquiao more in both of their primes, and maybe he would have been handed a loss. But still, to do what he's done as a professional boxer and not lose, I think it's very impressive. And that's why I think these kind of topics are fun to talk about with uh, different people and just hear their opinions because some people don't view others as dominant. Just It's fun discussions to have. So if you want to hop in, 855-830-8648. Again, who are the top three most dominant athletes of all time? We think about this as Serena Williams announced her retirement yesterday. We'll continue talking about this with you guys. Again, 855-830-8648 or tweet us at Big Show Network. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Adam Roberts. More of the Wendy's Big Show. It comes up next. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. Wendy's Big Show, Toby Altizer alongside Adam Roberts here in the Lakeland University studios talking with you guys about some dominant athletes. Who are the top three most dominant athletes of all time in your opinion? 
855-830-8648. You can give us a call there on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Or you can tweet us at Big Show Network. So one guy that we mentioned in the, talking about this was Tiger Woods. And I think he is the epitome of this. I think you were dead on, Adam. So I want to look up some crazy Tiger Woods stats just to tell you how dominant of a player he was during his prime. While I do that, let's read some of your tweets that have come in at Big Show Network. Jerry tweets at Big Show Network. Jordan Brady, and he says, Serena, I am glad that I double-checked that because my eyes, which are already not great, were working at lightning-fast speed, as happens back here in the production studio. And I read that as Jordan Brady and Cena, as in John <laughs> Cena, <laughs> so no, which number one uh, disagree, and number two that would have been bad to misread that. So yeah, Jordan Brady and Serena. That's from Jerry at Big Show Network. RJ tweets at Big Show Network. Babe Ruth, Tiger Woods, and Apollo Creed from the Rocky movies. <laughs> well, I mean, the man died in the ring to Mr. Drago, so that certainly was not dominant. But in his prime, yes, Apollo was perhaps the most dominant boxer of fictional Philadelphia in the mid-1970s. All right, so I want to read some of these Tiger Woods stats, because every time we talk about these sort of things and you talk about Tiger Woods and these different things, you read some of these different stats and whatnot. I'm sure you could do it with other people as well. Uh, And I think you look on the men's side of tennis and what's going on right now with Nadal and Djokovic and Federer and those guys basically jockeying back and forth who has the most Grand Slam titles. Basically, every other Grand Slam, it changes, it seems like, at this point. And I think that's awesome. But Tiger just absolutely changed the way golf was played. You were dead on. Some of these crazy stats, getting this from National Club Golfer here. Number nine. It's got nine stats. Tiger's credited with 41 European Tour victories, which is third all-time, and he never played a full schedule on the European Tour. (laughs) That's absurd. Tiger won 46 PGA Tour events in his 20s alone, which would put him eighth all-time on the wins list. Jack Nicklaus only had 30 wins in his 20s, 16 behind him. Tiger has won five or more titles in 10 separate years. Tiger's largest margin of victory was 15 shots in a U.S. Open. In the 2000 year, he won the U.S. Open. He won the Open out in uh, Scotland and Ireland, or not, England. A PGA Championship and then the Masters for the Tiger Slam four straight. He also, and this might be the craziest one to me, 142 straight cuts made. Consecutive. That's ridiculous. 142. That's basically three or four years where he didn't miss a cut. And then this one's also crazy. This is the number one they have here. From 1997 to 2013, Tiger Woods in major championships was a combined 126 under par. Among the players with 90 or more rounds played in that same time frame, second on that list is Steve Flesh, who was 125 over par. That's 251 strokes behind Tiger in that time frame. Absolutely absurd stuff there from Tiger Woods when he was in his prime. 
And I think you're dead on there, Adam. I think when you look at dominant athletes and you talk about these things, Serena's in that conversation. Uh, I mentioned Michael Phelps. You can talk about some of these men's tennis players as well. You want to talk Nadal, Djokovic, Federer. But I think the ultimate epitome of all this, when you think dominant in their sport, I do think it has to go with Tiger. When you think about 82 wins, I know he's probably never going to catch Jack with the majors. I think he's at 15, Jack's at 18. I don't think he'll ever catch them. But you have all that, and it's also riddled with controversy too. And it's a lot. You can also play the what if game with Tiger. You know, what if he just plays through and doesn't have all these controversy and doesn't have to come back? Sure, maybe you'll lose some of the special uh, wins that he had, like you lose that 2019 Masters and how fun and special that was. But if he would have been healthy all throughout his career and he would have stayed away from all the other controversy. I mean, think about how many wins he could have had. He could have had over 100, you would think, right? Perhaps. Jackie tweets at Big Show Network, Bolt, Phelps, and Woods. I think Bolt definitely has to be included. Usain Bolt, I think, was for our generation what maybe a generation or two ago Caitlyn Jenner was for that group of people Mm -hmm. watching the 76 Montreal Olympics. Watching the Bolt Olympics... For people like you and me, that got people our age watching track and field. No disrespect whatsoever. I ran track in high school. I understand that it is an incredibly taxing sport. And to get to the highest level of track and field is to reach the highest in sports. But we are not sitting around watching NBC Sports or whatever when track and field events are on. He got people interested in watching it. In events he would run that were not even Olympic-oriented. If he's running in it, we're keeping an eye on it to see if he's setting a new record. Frank tweets at Big Show Network, Joe Lewis, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, and the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, I was expecting you to bring up Gretzky. Well, I mean, I'm so focused on Tiger because it's just so obviously one that needs to be on the list. But yes, and the fact that Gretzky did it not just at the NHL level, but at, across all levels of hockey and then did it even into his later years because, as we know, in hockey, if you're the Gordie Howes of the world, you can play into your 50s if you Mm -hmm. want to. Now, people aren't playing hockey into their 50s anymore, but Wayne was playing well past the point when most people have stopped playing that sport and was still doing it dominantly. Who I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh, I was watching down in Texas the Nolan Ryan documentary that was on uh, ESPN. He could be another one to throw in there because he was – statistically better in his 40s than he was in his 20s and his 30s. Yeah, I mean, it's wild with some of these players and what they're able to accomplish. And if we're going to talk about longevity and guys doing it into their 40s and at a high level, we already mentioned it briefly, but Tom Brady has to be in here as well, and he's got to be really high on this list. You know, I, I was looking through a list that ESPN had put together a couple years ago, and they had guys like Peyton Manning and stuff. And I think Peyton Manning is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And if we're looking at in terms of talent, I would probably still take him ahead of Tom Brady. But there's no denying the fact that Tom Brady just goes out there and wins. He goes out there and finds a way and wins. I don't know if you would say that as dominance as an athlete, just finding a way to win. Because when I think dominance, I think of someone just imposing their will on you nonstop. Like I mentioned Giannis, you think about 
I, I know he's going to the hole, but I can't stop him. He's just going to dunk it on me anyways. You think about Michael Jordan. He's going to do whatever he wants, whether it's get to the rim, knock down that fadeaway jumper, whatever it is. Kobe can be in there as well. Those sort of guys where you know what's coming. You can't stop it. You think about sometimes with running backs in the NFL, you know what's coming. You want to talk about a guy right now that's dominant. You could maybe say Derrick Henry or something like that. You know what's coming, but you can't stop it. I don't know that that's always the case with Tom Brady, but he just finds a way to win. And I guess you would have to say, if you just always win, that that'd be pretty dominant too. And Aaron Rodgers, does he deserve to be at least considered, if we're talking NFL players, some of the most dominant because of what he's able to do with his arm and how much of a weapon that that is? I don't know. It's a really interesting discussion when you talk about these things because we all have different criteria. We all believe different people. And it's so weird because you talk about dominance individually. Is it just something that you see in an individual sport or is it something that you see in a team sport? It's a fun discussion to have for sure. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Green Bay Packers coming up in the next hour, but I thought this would be a fun conversation to have. We'll wrap it up next here. In the second hour of the Wendy's Big Show comes up next. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 